Welcome to the Model Citizens, a podcast about the miniature wargaming hobby, where we will attempt to enhance your experience in painting and playing with amazing miniatures. With co-host Joe Elverson. It must have been part of that millennial thing. Corey Lenegar. I can't help but your legs are smooth. Randy Charles. And we were supplied with a bottle of Febreze. And myself, Alan Blunt. Everybody took on this, this consistency of hand. Please enjoy the show. <laughs> he called me John fucking Hey everybody, how you doing today? Welcome back to episode two of the Model Citizens. All right, well, we've got the equipment working this time. We've played a learning curve game with Mr. Charles over here. How are you doing today, Randy? Pretty good. Okay, Joe was helping with the teaching. How are you doing, Mr. Elverson? Doing wonderful, thank you. Okay, and Corey Lenegar managed to smash my, <laughs> smash Mei Feng and, uh, and Kang, the, hero, the people's hero, into the dirt. Corey. <laughs> burning is your friend, Alan. Uh, yes, burning. <laughs> well, it wasn't that time. That hurt a lot. <laughs> I should have brought Shen Long. <laughs> you know what? It seems that most Malifaux games, after I play, I keep saying, I should have brought this guy. But Yeah, I've heard that a lot of people say that. And I, I have made that statement many times, correct. especially playing Joe. So. All right. So, the next time I'm playing, I'm playing anything that casts fire, Shen Long's coming to the party. Because he can take fire. And so next time, oh, that, next that time I'll have to call that, so I'll be on the same learning curve trying to figure her out. So. Okay, good. Learning curve <laughs> things. So, uh, let's see. Hobby-wise, what's everybody been doing lately? Getting ready for being a ringer at uh, Summer Slaughter. Okay, and your army is painted and ready? All but uh, two chimeras, a assassin, uh, a knight, a bane blade, three Eldar, uh, D-cannons, uh, what else am I missing? What else can I throw in there? Phantom Titan. Because the Astro Militarum totally, totally runs Phantom Titans. Four Orc Stompers. Thank yep. you, Corey. <laughs> Four Orc Stompers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I have 187 models in my army. Okay. You may want to check the points, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you, you may want to. <laughs> okay, and Joe, since you're running this thing, uh, is it ready to go? There's nothing else you have to do? Um, the only thing I really need to do is uh, get the table set up and uh, print off my uh, all my scenarios and stuff this week. But other than that, I got everything into War Score. It's set up and ready to run. Um, so once people get there and everyone showed up, I'll be able to get all the <clears> grudges <throat> entered and randomize the people that didn't uh, issue a grudge. Okay. And you get tossed some dice. All right. And I'm pretty sure you're waiting for the hour in which the dice go down and your job is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's what every TO loves. The God. dice are down, the round started. I'm not worried about crap. Um, every, everything I wanted to order for the event is here and arrived, so the prizes are here and and just need everyone to show up and have a good time. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And Corey. Oh my goodness, what a hobby week it's been for me. Okay. Now you put you you put up a Facebook post of some things that you got in. Uh, it was Christmas and August for me. Okay. What's that? Uh, well, one, our son and I got our uh, Halo Fleet Battles. Uh, we put the ships together, amazing sculpts. We're looking forward to getting into that. Uh, from Firestorm uh, Games over in UK, uh, they make Firestorm Armada. We bought their Halo version. Okay, so it's called so, Firestorm Games. That's where you can find it. Find or, I'm sorry, it's Spartan. Spartan, Spartan Games. Games. Okay, yeah, yes. Okay. Yep, so we picked up Halo Fleet Battles. We're getting ready to try it out. And then, uh, surprisingly, a large box from Mantic showed up at my house. And what was in that? What was the piece of magic that was in there for you? Oh, sir? that was my entire Abyssal Dwarf army plus 
the entire remainder of my Dreadball Extreme Kickstarter. Dreadball Extreme. Okay, now I, I haven't played a game of Dreadball. Yes, I, you have. We've played. No, no, no. I'm talking about in about several months. Oh, yes. Okay. I have I have a box game down there for Dreadball, mm-hmm. but I've done nothing with the models. I haven't. I don't think even uh, taken the pitch out yet. You know, I've done it says, ooh, I've got this, ooh, I've got that. Okay, when I'm about to play, I'm going to get involved with that. Go into the ever-growing ever pile of dust <laughs> that I have on stuff I have I not I know started. the feeling, but uh, uh, oh yeah. yeah, we backed it and ended up being... It, it's kind of one of the things where I think maybe I backed it too far because it ended up being so much stuff. But I think I'm up to 14 teams in Dreadball now. Oh, my God. Including, you know, the, the Martians from Mars Attacks. Those, those are great models. They even have the dome. Wow. Uh, I, I would love to see those on the table. Yeah. I, I like to play a dread. I, I would love to play a fourth game of Dreadball in the two years I've owned well, the game. Well, I'll make sure I bring it sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay. But then, yeah, the rest of it is you know, looking at that daunting task of a very large Dwarf army. Okay. And, Joe, you got in something in the mail also, didn't you? I got my, uh, it was last week, I got my Gen Con order. Oh, yes. From uh, Weird Miniatures. And how many boxes of stuff did you receive? Uh, I got about $500 worth of stuff in the mail. Wow. Wow. And uh, you got the campaign book. Uh, I got the campaign box. It's a prize for Summer Slaughter. Okay. Campaign box is a prize? All right. The campaign box is a prize for Summer Slaughter as well as the Shenlong crew, as well as the uh, Lone Swordsman. And uh, Izamu the armor. That's all that. All the Ten Thunder stuff is one one prize. Oh, and what prize is that for, Joe? That's just going to be on the general prize table. It's going to be on the general prize table as one prize. Yep. You oh. can't. You can't throw the tournament to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I see that gleam in your eye. That's the, uh, it's the only crew I don't own, and I play Ten Thunders. The, the uh, starter box will also just be a general prize on the table that anybody can okay. have the chance to get. Cool, and as I understand about that starter box, it has mercenaries inside there that can be used with anybody's uh, Yes, anybody's there's uh, two different factions, four models each, but they're all pretty much mercs. You get uh, two fate decks, tape measures, uh, rule book. So, not bad for the price. And that's for a $30 entry fee into Summer Slaughter. Yep, $65 box. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, seriously staring at that right now. Uh, so, what's the criteria for getting to the prize table? Just placing in anything? Oh, uh, no. The prize table, everybody's going to get something. Every, like I said from the beginning, everybody's going to get at least something worth $30. Okay. Um, from, basically, there's uh, five awards. Uh, there's best overall, my slaughter master, um, my butchers are basically what would be considered best general. So it'd be just your battle points, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, paint, uh, and then sportsmanship. Those are all get a separate non-prize model, but basically at this point in time, they're going to get a gift certificate um, valued of at least thirty dollars or more. But for those one of those four positions, you'll be able to use that to buy anything that you want from inside the store, um, or if you want to come back and use it for something else, you can do that too. Um, and then last place is going to get something that's not 40k. Okay. Um, that will not be on the prize table. And then after that, I got um, about $1,200 worth of prizes on the table. Wow. Okay. So uh, my hobby, my hobby journey has basically been trying to get things ready for summer slaughter. Uh, I'm bringing a full Raven Guard army, um, which is basically a CAD, uh, a Stormwing formation. 
as well as the deep striking force formation in which I am planning on basically seeing how long my, my power armor guys can last on the table. I'm hoping to get a lot of Alpha Strike stuff out of it, and my first game is going to be versus Mr. Larry Curtis. And um, everybody, I, I think Larry's worried about everybody mm-hmm. gunning for uh, a knight army, in which basically that's not my, that wasn't the reason I, I'm fighting him. The reason I'm fighting him is because he won last year. And basically, I think it's going to be a nice challenge to go up against his, his chaos list. In which, if he's going to demon bomb it, I'm going to try my best to fight off that demon bomb. <laughs> I got guys for engaging hand to hand. There's a lot of things that could happen with, what, 20, 30 assault marines on the table. But they can't summon if they're not there. Hmm? I said they can't summon if the models are not there. I, well, that that's my them. hope. But basically, <laughs> since since I'm fighting guys in power armor, well, power armor, power armor usually ends up being okay. Who can get the better dice roll in? I'm just hoping that I can get that first strike in and basically kill off that unit, so I don't have to worry about you know demons all over, all up in in my in in me. And if and if your dice start failing, you do get a uh, set of dice this year again too. <laughs> Get a set of dice. Okay. I'm also going to try, instead of the, the curved dice, I'm going to use the the basic Vegas dice. The square. The, the, square, the square corners, uh, no special extra rolling, no special symbols on them. I just want to see how, the, how those work. Uh, so far in the seven games I've played with them, uh, they've given me completely average rolls, and I am fantastic with that. Okay, I get a couple of sixes here. I get a couple of ones here. I get a lot of fours and threes and twos and fives. And that's the way that your dice should be working. Well, if you want to give them to me, I'll fix that. No, that's okay, sir. If I use them, like, at least once, it'll roll nothing but ones for you. (laughs) Because that's helpful when you're playing a Deathwing army, let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, i got to make eight saves on two plus? Oh, there's nine ones. I'll give you a pair to kind of put some mojo on for my Kings of War, so I'm always double one. So I always die to the man, so... Uh, also, in uh, extra points, it's coming out. Uh, me and Corey are going to go over uh, the learning curve game for Kings of War that we had a couple of weeks back, and uh, that really galvanized me into wanting to play Kings of War. Uh, I was using my samurai as one of the armies of men. Uh, all I have to say about this game is that the maneuverability is fantastic. Uh, movement easy. The phases easy. Magic being being its own separate support element, it doesn't make or break the game. It gives you a here or there. Uh, shooting, uh, basically, okay, if it's blocked, it's a minus one. If it's this, it's a minus one. That's it. Roll to hit. And hand-to-hand, and what really trumps everything versus any other game is that nerve roll. I think that is a fantastic mechanic uh, for the game. That is the way it works. You get hit, uh, let's say if your cav hits an infantry unit. You get this many wounds on it, and then you have to test versus their nerve depending on the amount of wounds taken. Well, if you roll those two dice and you get over its nerve value, uh, and the unit is either basically dis- dispersed. If you beat its other nerve value, which is higher, you've wiped the unit off the table. They've run home to mom. Uh, there's hoof prints in their backs. The unit's, dis- the unit's dead. Um, 
what uh, what I'd like to see possibly in the future is instead of the entire my turn, your turn thing, I would like to see basically I'm activating this unit, this unit is doing this. And then, bang, you get to activate a unit. And then basically it, it turns into, I think, a more kinetic game. Maybe that'll be in version 3. Uh, maybe that will be in version 3. But I'm, I'm so far I've come up with, I've been trying to come up with some ideas for that. Uh, because I worked out something like that for 40k, and I also worked out something like that for fantasy. Well, I don't have to work out anything like that for fantasy anymore. But <laughs> submit that to the ninth age. Change that in the Wait ninth age. <laughs> Did you come up with the Alan of Sigmar quotient? Alan of Sigmar. Alan of Sigmar. <laughs> wow. No, uh, Just took the, you there. The reason is I have it is because I don't need. To field that many questions in a week, I really don't, because what you end up with situations when you change things for any game, you'll have the camp that likes it and the camp that doesn't like it, and you have the camp that says, "I don't care, I just want to play a game." <laughs> okay, the camp, the, the camp that says, "I don't care, I just really want to play a game," uh, <laughs> it's very small, but. Of course, the most vocal ones are are the ones that you normally get outweighed on. Most and like of the time. I, yeah, and like we talked about in the extra points you're going to put up, you know, I, while I think the alternating uh, activation for Kings of War would work, I'm afraid it would take one of the key aspects of the game away, and that's the speed of it. Okay, all right. Well, I was doing it to to I, I put something together to basically help with the speed, but. We're not here to talk about what I may or may not do. <laughs> Something that may not even be played. <laughs> All right, but we did do a learning curve game. I'm I'm excited about Summer Slaughter coming up. It's going to be my first 40k game uh, that I played versus uh, that I'm playing versus people who know how to play. Basically, uh, it's it's in my clubhouse. I'm playing with people I know. I'm playing in a familiar location. And most of us don't stand up there bandying over rules. Also, something to bring up to everybody. If you go to a tournament and you and your opponent come to a rules dispute, keep your friends out of it. You have to ask the tournament organizer. Your friends, it doesn't matter if they believe this or not. It's completely up to the tournament organizer. And after your rules on it, that's it. There's no more debating, guys. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Just get on playing the game. I'd also like to add that a uh, judge's or TO's ruling is final, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Discuss that in, at the end of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Basically, you should have your rule book, and you should be able to come to an agreement with your opponent. If you have to scream for a judge just because someone moved over half an inch, you're uh, trying you, to you, cheat. You had you <laughs> you were having a problem before this tournament began. Either uh, that, or you don't <clears throat> understand the rule as it was written. Yes, uh, rule as written, and that's what it comes down to. As it's written, it's not about personal opinion. It's about rule as written. And that kind of leads me into one of my pet peeves about like if you're standing there watching a game, shut up. Don't oh, say, hey, amen, dude. amen. Yeah, that's like a pet. Don't say, hey, man, you forgot to move your Devastator Squad, or, well, you should have done this, or you should have done that. Shut up until the game's over with. Nobody wants your opinion until they ask for it. Yeah, that's, that's a tournament etiquette breach. It's basically if you're not involved in the game, and it's a tournament which someone had paid an entry fee into. Right. Uh, basically, you cannot... You cannot attempt to adjust the game for your favorite player. If, if someone forgot army. to move that unit within three inches of the objective to win the game, and the other guy is winning at that point, and the guy goes, oh, hey, man, you forgot to move that unit. 
It's not good etiquette. That actually happened to me in a, like a league scenario, and I told the dude, I'm like, you need to shut the F up and walk away now, or I'm going to beat you with this table. And that's just it. We shouldn't get that angry about brightly painted plastic. Yeah, <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> you sh- it's brightly painted plastic. I'm like, don't roll up and tell your buddy that he forgot to do something, because that's that's on him for forgetting to do it. If I forget to do something, I don't want my friends telling me I forgot. That's on me for forgetting. Oh, I also put up the next two test scenarios for uh, for uh, Bolt Guns Battles 8.1 happening in Newark. Um, remember, guys, these are test scenarios. Things uh, things about the test scenarios and when they're actually at the tournament will change. Okay, uh, I'm looking for feedback. Give me feedback after you play a game. Don't uh, don't theory it and tell me, well, this is the problem with it. It's like, uh, well, did you play it yet? No. Because what's going to happen after you play it, then you can give me a more accurate description. This happened in the game. This did this. And, you know, if I see that and if I understand that, yes, there will be a change. Um, so I shouldn't email you and tell you you need to change it? <laughs> or maybe... No, no, Joe. <laughs> bring it up right before the uh, the game I'm playing or... Uh, bring it up before the game. Or in between games and <laughs> tell you how you should change it to benefit me. <laughs> No, we 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 don't think you should do that. Uh, case an example was uh, was last tournament at Ocon, in which um, it was the night before, and someone came up to me and said, "Look, this three victory points per this three victory points for objective. It's unbalancing. You know, there's no way that that this game's going to be able to do like that. It's like, okay, the scenario has changed, guys. Okay, don't worry about that." The scenario has changed. Well, I'm just saying, the tournament organizers told you the scenario has changed. Okay? I'm not going to tell you what happened in it until you receive it tomorrow. All right. Uh, my games, I like to keep I like to keep kinetic. But those two test scenarios are up. And always get, get the gist of it. It is a test scenario. I'm making six scenarios. Play them. The scenario that, that you might have a problem with might not even be there. Okay, I try to keep the games kinetic. I try to keep the games different. And if you want to use any of these test scenarios in yours, and you want to change things, go ahead. It's your event. Do what you want with it. Play it at home. Change it the way you want to. Okay, it's about having fun. All right. Uh, so that's the that's the limit of my hobby I've been doing so far. The question of the day is can I roll into my first bolt guns battles and have never put my towel on the table beforehand? Oh well I'm gonna discuss <laughs> learning curve t- learning curve games because uh, next show we're gonna do a learning curve of 40k. Oh, so that's my trial by fire. That is your trial by far. So, fire. So I need to not assemble what I'm assembling and get all my towel put together. Uh, well, let's see. When is the event that you're planning on assembling going to be? Yours. Well, you need to get the assembled. I, I, I'm, I'm not in Summer Slaughter. I'm the pa- I'm one of the paint judges for Summer Slaughter. Okay. I'm in Bolt Guns. Uh, that's right. You are in Bolt Guns. So what what I'm going to ask you to do, Corey, is we're going to put together a 400-point combat patrol. That is, a lot of the special floobly-floo crap's not going to be in there. It's going to be basically learning how to move, learning how to shoot, learning how armor saves work, learning how hand-to-hand combat works, which for Tau is Tal. never a good they, thing. They never have hand-to-hand <laughs> Well, well, what you want to do is what you want to do is stay near the car. So to speak. Stay near the car. Stay near. You got guns yeah. that shoot thirty inches. One of the very few in the game. Shoot. Get in the damn car. They're getting close. 
<laughs> Never get off the boat, man. <laughs> Never get off the freaking boat. <laughs> that is, if you're playing versus There's orcs. No gun ports in a devil fish. That's oh, stakes. Well, yeah, that, that's a reason, because they're that damn scared. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad yeah, we're looking out like the window. There are no windows. Imperial Guard chimeras. Where yeah. There's a gun sticking out of every hole. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess the greater good means keeping your ass safe. <laughs> right. So, what we'll be doing on that learning curve weekend, I will stay by basically just to teach, and someone can bring 400 points of combat patrol ready versus, versus yourself. You don't even have to bring Tau just to learn. Uh, well, I don't own any. Well, I own orcs unassembled still on the sprue. Okay, well, several of us own armies. Yeah. All right. That that, that we could bring in. Totally. I, okay. I got enough assembled. I, I can run a combat patrol. I think the only things I don't have put together are my six broadsides. Okay, so for a combat patrol, you're not going to be using them. Can, can I bring D weapons to the combat patrol? Can you bring D weapons to the combat patrol? 400 points? Uh, troop is mandatory. You can bring D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> D-way. He's going to win the Who is Who's won a popular poll? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> D's nuts for president. I'll say it now. D's nuts for president. Yes. Well, someone got me today on uh, on saying James Earl Jones had died, and the reason they got me because James Earl Jones is 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 in his eighties. Okay, so it's like it could happen any minute. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's like oh, I'm I'm gonna miss you. Don't don't Darth feel bad because I saw it the other day and got sad too. Yes, so, and then it, somebody's like, oh, that's BS. Speaking of old black men, your birthday's coming up. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, wow. Five, five Zero will be here on Tuesday. <laughs> I knew there's a reason I like you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> five Zero will be here on Tuesday. Uh, and basically, I'll be doing the birthday celebration on the 5th. And to also end up with my birthday is I'll be playing Summer Slaughter on the 6th. A- any any plans? No. It's the next weekend. Uh-huh. Summer Slaughter's the next weekend. Yes, it's on the 5th and the 6th, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Sunday. Oh. He's, yeah. They're having the... Uh, Star Wars Marathon. One Friday. week from today. Saturday. Yep. Star Wars I, I, Marathon. I, sorry. I, I silly. Well, anything big planned for the week? Anything Doctor's big planned? appointments, colonoscopies, anything like that? Uh, well, someone wants to get me in for... No, prostate. Alan, you can't have your golden Buckeye card yet. <laughs> <laughs> someone wants me in for a prostate, and uh, like I want to celebrate that. Um, but other than that, no big plans except getting through work, uh, not losing my mind. And basically, uh, just thundering away on my on my uh, Raven Guard for summer slaughter, Very nice. and possibly just kick out the last two test scenarios for bolt guns battles, in which at that point I just start driving, putting up posters in in, in stores, stating it's coming. Here's here's that. Also, I'm gonna do a push at it at uh, summer slaughter. But other than that, no, uh, no I'm, big I'm plans. I'm really excited. You know, hopefully, you know, if it's year five of summer slaughter, and I know. You know, bolt guns is continuing selling out at 30. Last year we had more people register, but 12 showed up, and this year I have 24 registered. Um, so if everyone shows up, I've officially doubled the size, and so it's good to grow It's It's catching some leverage and moving. Well, I hope that Jamie, the store owner, uh, appreciates this, and I appreciate uh, the amount of support that he's given you for this because, uh, I mean, hands down, uh, a gigantic prize support table for everyone is a really big thing in a tournament. And as long as you can walk away knowing that you played uh, several games and you gave it your all 
and you walked away seeing all these armies painted. You walked away with all these great attitudes for, for, uh, towards gameplay. That's what makes the tournament worth it for me. Now, as a TO, I'm just pretty sure you just want to get those dice down on the first turn. And then after that, okay, I'm done. Let's tabulate this in war score. Oh, war score, by the way. Uh, now, you said you found a, you found a special rule in that. What, what's happening with war score? Uh, I found the way to be able to address and calculate a strength of schedule, which this year, since it's the first time I figured out how to do it, I'm only going to use it matching up ability if okay. there's any ties or anything like that as well. Okay. So it'll come in if there's a couple of ties. I can use the strength of schedule as a, a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, but and then when obviously I can when I give the scores out at the end the final scores it will show your strength of schedule, which is just tracking your opponent's um, battle points. That way you can see. Okay. All right. How, how, they, how your opponents fare will help. We'll, we'll show that out too. Well, I'm not familiar with how strength of schedule works, and I and I haven't attempted that yet because. Unless I have some experience with, I don't want to make a mistake with with another factor. Yeah, and, and that's the reason I'm not using it really this year. To uh, since the first year I've incorporated anything like it, I'm just going to use it as if, if there's a tiebreaker at the end. I can use, I can look at the strength of schedule. And see I don't know how prominent schedule. it was in 40k. I know in fantasy it was actually quite a big thing. Yeah. So what I'm going to do at this particular point is that I'm going to go into a pause. When we get back, we're going to talk about a learning curve game from Malifo. All right, and new stuff coming out from Malifaux. So see you shortly, guys. Welcome back to Model Citizen, brought to you by Axe Body Spray. Get the funk out. <laughs> well, Axe Body Spray needs to start paying some money if we're going to talk about it. But well, they, yeah, well, I told you to hit them up. <laughs> They're not listening to me. They're missing uh, an entire demographic if they just set up a booth at Gen Con and Origins. <laughs> and sold the little sample size spray cans for like three or five or... Well, it's a convention, so eighteen dollars. <laughs> my, my heart just dropped. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, don't want to feed my body post. Officer shot, wounded in Delaware County, suspect in custody. It's uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. All right. We don't care that much for Pennsylvania. All right, but <laughs> or New Jersey, <laughs> or New Jersey. Uh, but God bless him. I hope he's able to make it through. Um, I, I just want my buds to come home. Are we back? Anybody who serves, come home. Yeah, we're back. Oh, well. Yeah, we're back. Uh, also, the Axe Body Spray ad went out. Oh, yes, it did. It did. Unpaid. Somebody at Axe Body Spray, listen up. I'm taking credit for the idea of setting up a booth at cons. I'm telling you, you would make a mint. Do you know there's this, this is, isn't miniature hobby related, but it could be. They have a, a particular pad that you put in underwear in which your All farts. All the fart pads, it, yeah. Your fart yeah. pads in which, in which your gas smells like mint. That could be worth some money. Some people need that for their mouths, too. Oh, God. Tell you. Here, just put this over your mouth. Every time well, you no, talk. basic hygiene on that. Like an ice okay. cream truck and a honey dipper crash together. Okay, well, we, this might get edited. Welcome okay. back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. There's nothing wrong with honey dipper. Nothing, nothing at all. All right, we want to talk about learning curve games. Okay, so what we did last week is that we did a learning had a learning curve game of Kings of War. It just and, uh, what? Let okay. me just say that as somebody who doesn't really get into regimented fantasy type games, that that did kind of catch my interest. Kings of War. Kings wow. of War did. I, I, yeah, I, 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 there was a fleeting second where my brain was like, "Hey, you know, we could buy some some models and, and play that game." And then I had to beat it down with a ball bat with nails <laughs> driven through it because I'm like, "No." 
And then I was the ultimate crack dealer and offered you free models. Oh, yeah. And then, the yeah, then Corey's like, oh, the first hit's free, man. <laughs> the first. <laughs> then after that, we'll have to have our discussions in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> for Kings of War. Hey, man, you got that abyssal? I've been waiting for that abyssal. But I, was, Come on, I, 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 I honestly was impressed by the system. Very, like you said, it's very fast-paced, very flowing. I agree with Alan. I've always liked that type of thing where you have randomly determined which unit goes. And, uh, you know, I've seen people that use playing cards or, like, bolt action uses dice. But, uh, yeah, that's I, I think that would actually intrigue me more if it did, if it played that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, today we did a learning curve of Malifaux, and it was uh, Randy's time to teach, time, time to learn. I, I just want to know, well, Randy, you said that you got enough about the game. What uh, what did you like about it? What did you not like? The fact that it's diceless is, is kind of entertaining because I am pretty terrible at rolling dice. I, I It doesn't matter what kind of dice I get or what color they are or if they're weighted or if I randomly pick numbers out of my head, I'm still going to lose. So this was, you know, well, the luck of the draw of the card. Joe will attest that I, I had some lucky draws, and then I had some really fantastically crappy draws <laughs> with the Black Joker. And you know, you draw the Black Joker, and then immediately the next thing, next attack, you draw the Red Joker. Draw the Red Joker. Okay. I, right. think, I think your good luck far outweighed your bad luck. Oh, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. That's then why I'm like... A, a double negative flip, and you... Yeah, severe twice. Severe twice. Right, yeah. Oh, evil. Yeah, so what happened is that we put together 25-point crews for Randy and Joe to play each other. Randy was basically just learning the mechanics. Stayed away from all the big things that masters are able to do in the game. He learned to flip. He learned the triggers. Uh, he learned how damage worked. Did you, did you catch on pretty pretty well, Mister? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, once I figured out what all the, the the different stats were and meant, and the little symbols and everything like that, it was it was pretty easy to pick up from there. Okay. Now, uh, is there a crew that that you have an interest in? Because you picked up Sadir Alchabal, <clears throat> and you said, "Ooh, you like you like Salah." Well, much like uh, Corey and his shady Kings of War dealings, Mister Eliverson gave me a free hit too <laughs> <laughs> i've given everybody in this room a free hit oh yeah oh, yeah yeah that favorite little pusher so it was it, i i was really intrigued by the samurais with the gatling guns and so he gave me the 10 thunder starter and a box of those guys that i, I need to put together but uh yeah I, I, I always like skirmish games mordheim is probably one of my top two or three games ever and uh this is enough like it in spirit to see myself playing it again sounds like from what joe's picked right. up mm-hmm. scratch the mordheim itch which right well, the, the brand new book just, just came out at gen con and is now for sale on on the, on the web store and mm-hmm. obviously ordered through your local uh game store that can get it as well is the new shifting loyalties book uh which actually brings us the um Avatar rules that we tried out so many months ago that we were beta tested and gave our feedback that they're in this book. But they've got a brand uh, a new campaign system, which I have not read entirely through the whole book. I've been kind of busy. But from what I've touched on, uh, having played Morheim for a really long time, really hit home in regards to some of the mechanics and stuff like that. So it, it, I'm really excited about this uh, campaign. I think it's a quick way to get people interested in it and to continue to get games in if we can build upon it because you definitely you set out a camp it's a campaign you say it's so many weeks and then you get your games in every week but things happen throughout the the game that are affected based on uh, some card flips and things of like that so it's ever changing but it's just a lot of you know you can get gain skills for your your models um, certain models obviously peons can't get any but your minions can gain skills your enforcers your henchmen your masters all gain skills um, and then there's all kinds of upgrades and, and things like that the equipment that they can have so um, it takes what we enjoy about Malifaux and builds upon that 
Um, and I, I'm, from what I'm just looking at it, there's a, I'm really enjoying it from what I read. Now, did I understand the chart there at the beginning is that you, you flip for different events for each session? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so literally like, two, one, two leagues could be going one, at the same flip, time. Week one you would flip for yeah. the session, and whatever that flip was would narrate what happened that week and what event you would play. So two two leagues running at the same time in different places could be two entirely different leagues. Absolutely, I'm like two Absolutely. entirely different games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Now there's, I like that. Now there's this overarching uh, thing that Weird Games is doing for mm-hmm. Malifaux, which involves its role playing game uh, through the Breach and Malifaux, and it's on a week by week basis. And it's and basically it's all being run through the henchmen, which you happen to be one, Joe. Uh, what is happening with that? Because right now Bill Tegler is put has put together the. Um, the Guard Tower group to get involved in this campaign. Uh, is there anything that you're planning for Northern Ohio here? Uh, well, um, well mid, Middle Ohio here. I'm, I'm really going to try to. Obviously, my home store is Hobby Central, and guys are looking for a fix. I think and talking with them for, for something else. Um, so I'm really going to look into um, pushing the new the new uh, the world campaign that they're doing. Okay. Um, and, and go forward with that. So look for something online soon. Uh, I'll probably get that posted up. But we're, I'm going to start off with uh, obviously. A, as a starter box of their choice, and we'll work it from there. So I'm probably going to try to work it as a campaign and escalation all in one. Okay, well, as a world campaign, you know, since anybody can play and anybody can contribute to it, I am more willing to play with this group to go ahead and, and affect that and possibly have an excuse to get in the game per week, in which basically my, my Sundays are, are uninhibited for the most part. And Randy also has some plans for us uh, doing, doing something on a Sunday. Uh, but... Uh, I'd be willing here to open up the basement to playing a three by three. We do it on the table and we play us a Malifaux. Okay, and basically we start the campaign. Start it out as as low it's supposed to go and take us to take us to a con- conclusion. Uh, right now, I have every Ten Thunders master except for one. Hopefully, I'll be able to pick that up off the prize table next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Me, I ha- I have faction ADD, so okay. Because I own masters from four different factions now. Well, what I like about Malifaux is that mm. I'm playing the pocket knife faction. It's like, oh, I've got an Arcanist, I've got Neverborn, I've got uh, Outcast, I've got Guild, I've got Gremlins. It it's, it just gets it just gets crazy. So basically. If anybody faces me, it's like, okay, I'll go ahead and do this since I know they're weak against this. In yeah. which I shouldn't be sitting at the end of a game saying, I should have brought this guy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you do. But I do it every time. <laughs> I bring the wrong guy every yeah, if time. Everyone saw the, I posted photographs of my box opening from my Gen Con order. And uh, of all that stuff that was on the table, the only thing that was mine was the Gremlin stuff. And the stuff for the uh, the campaign book and the the upgrade deck box, everything else was either somebody else or a prize. Right. Spread it, spreading the love within the mouth. Yes, the thank you very much. Call it what a nightmare to put together, but a beautiful crew once it was put together. Now I'm looking at this misdemeanor sprue that you gave me for a present from Gen Con. I've got optional arms. I've got Miss optional An- heads. Miss Anthorpe, has, Ms. A Anthorpe. Com- has a combination. I think there's four different varieties. If you look at the way, I believe it's four um, different builds you can build her. So you could not you could build her four different times and not have the same model wow and see that kind of goes along with joe and i were having a discussion yesterday or day four yeah um jen who plays resurrectionist and seamus has had a thought that maybe she'd rather have a female version of seamus something along that lines 
Um, you know, so she was out looking for alternative models, and of course, you know, Master Henchman over here just says, "Why don't you just buy the general females box that Weird makes that basically comes with all kinds of different multi parts?" And it was just like everything. Oh yeah, my for, lord! For their so, for the breach, they act obviously just like in Dungeons and Dragons, and you have your your miniatures to represent what you're doing. They have built their sprue kits. You can get that, or generalist kits for male, and then there's one for female. And through that, there's a variety of different weapon options and clothing and things like that. Yep. So. so I mean. That's that's the direction we're going to go. So, Jen will have a custom Seamus and custom a, copy, a custom Seamus and copycat killer, just female version, because she wants an all girl crew, and I don't blame her. I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's girl. pretty cool as long as they can do it, girl <laughs> on girl. I'm not touching it. Okay, <laughs> girl violence. You don't want to touch the, the what rotten are you talking bells. about, Jen? <laughs> uh, uh, Maybe the nurses because they're alive. If, but. if painted well, oh yeah. Yeah, but this is this is an incredible piece. There's two ways you can recompose the club. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. God, as long as my eyes can hold out. Okay. Also, weird miniature enthusiast, go to go to weirdgames.net. They do have a page in which they have downloads for how to assemble all the models. <laughs> because if you ever end up with something out of a plastic bag, believe me, weird's taking care of that, right. and they put it up on their website. Now, will it make it building any easier? Slightly. No. <laughs> no. Slightly. By Yan Lowe's beard. You, I won't say by this. the needles of a mannequin. Uh, by the needles of <laughs> yeah. a mannequin's say, that's fingers. That's the biggest complaint I've heard about it is the the, 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 the tiny tiny. Oh parts. my lord! It's the insane detail yeah. they do. Yeah. Oh, they, and and they and, take that crazy to Jedi wings. level. Oh my! And pigeon wings. Pigeon wings. Pigeon wings. <laughs> not even wings. Legs. Lower legs of a mechanical pigeon. I'm gonna have to buy goggle glasses. Um, uh, yeah. I think they were right. a millimeter. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to buy goggle glasses. I I was so afraid. I I was so afraid to even clip them off. I just kind of pushed on them, and they popped off the sprue. Well, well, that's what happened to my Ten Thunder Archer arrows because the arrows were so fine, and snapping off the sprue, they broke right in half. Yeah. That's the thing so. I'm worried about right now is I got those skeeters and the antennae on them are so thin. Oh, my God. I'm worried that they're going to break. <laughs> and that's I'm, not, I'm not worried about they're going to break. I'm worried about when they're going to break. When, <laughs> when they're going to break. At least it'll be easy to replace with wire. Yeah. Stick wire into the body. See I kind of thought that, too, with the mannequins. If I ever put break the, the fingers off, I'll put some. Put solution on the skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Randy from Alifo, is there is there a particular crew you have interested that you are interested in other than... Uh, the Masaki box. Uh, I looked at the the, the, the Lady Justice mm-hmm. with the, the the judges and their coffins. The coffins I'm kind of hinky on, but the the, the, the undead cowboys. I, I was really it's digging a neat that. mechanic. Yeah, and the coffins are there just for you know, like I said, because you can grab one of your opponents and bury them, bury them in the coffin, bury yourself, yeah. and mm-hmm. pop up somewhere else. So now a question for you: Is the box still sealed? Which box? The Misaki box set you got? No. No. Okay. All right. I pulled it out, looked at it, saw all those tiny, tiny pieces, and went, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Because, you know, some people might be interested in trading that box off if it, if it was still sealed. No. It, it's still possible. I'm, I'm going you go to put to that events. together. I'm going to play that. Okay. All right. Giant samurai with Gatling guns, Alan. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> samurai with Gatling guns. Samurai with Gatling guns. It's, it's, a, it's a good model. If, she allows me to play Samurai with Gatling, Gatling guns. guns. All right. Uh, now, Joe, the new book, all the cards, 
How much does that cost retail? What do I have to do to get my hands on this? I can't remember. I know the uh, the new Shifting Loyalties book is $45. Okay. Um, and I want to say the card packs were in the 18 to that area ballpark. I mean, we can go online and look and see, but... Okay. Um, but now, did you need to get both sets of cards? Um, the general... For the actual campaign, the Shifting Loyalties campaign deck, that's all the stuff but for like, the, the campaign. I know you had had the question, you know, like if the five of us were to play the campaign, did we all need a Shifting Loyalties deck? Have you figured that out yet? And, and looking at it, I've gone through it. There's not duplicates, so if you've got <laughs> more than one person, like say you got the same upgrade and I got the same upgrade, mm-hmm. then yeah, you would need another card. But there's actually faction upgrades you can get as well. So if we were playing different factions, that wouldn't be an issue. So it's going, like I said, it's going to depend on uh, the upgrades. And there's so many of them that I think unless you're you're just playing it for uh, you know extensive campaign, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't need more than one box to share or, or anything like that for your group. Because okay, all right. So right now we're coming up on three thirty. Randy has to depart. Stay for a little while longer. You stay for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But then the other one I got was the general upgrade deck, which is everything from the. Um, okay, so that has all the upgrades from the second book, including all of all the different factions? Yes. Oh, well, that's... Wow. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah, it's got them all. It's got um, everything, all the uh, upgrades listed in the general sections of the Crossroads book. It's all from the Crossroads stuff. So if you want to look for a place to get the stuff from the uh, Crossroads book, the Generalist Upgrade deck pack from uh, Malifaux is out. Now, have you looked at the role-playing game at all? I've not looked at the role play. I've heard a lot of good things I have about the it. PDFs. Do you? Yes. Oh, you do have the PDFs? I do have the PDFs. Oh, you got to spit those out sometime, man. Uh, I, will, take a, I will. Take a look at yeah. them. Take a look at them. Beautiful I just got models. them the other day. Is, I mean, <laughs> have you looked at it at all? Is it is it sort of like the Iron Kingdoms where you actually use the miniatures as part of the role playing system? Um, they, like I said, they sell. You general, can, but I don't think packs. it's required. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it... It does use the card mechanic as opposed to no dice. Yeah, you have a community fake deck, mm-hmm. uh, and then you actually, uh, the, you know, obviously the. I don't think there's an actual dungeon master. I, I'm I haven't read through them all the way yet. So okay, I, I know one of the things that I don't want to say it turned me off about it, but I questioned about it. It was you know the whole purpose of the campaign was for each individual person in the group to fulfill their personal goals, and that was the end of the campaign. Um, but I would imagine, you know, as experienced role players, there's got to be some generalized goal that everybody right. could work towards. And then each person's personal goals could be accomplished along with that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so I'm looking for the, I'm looking for not the shifting loyalties, but the through the breach everything deck. So where's that at? Let's go to, I'm on the weird.net website right now. Yeah, go to okay, the so store. They should have a section there. For yeah, because the actual store is something like take my money. Actual <laughs> <laughs> store is take my money. No, yeah. Give me the link. Here we go. All right, so they have a male multi-part kit and they have a female Yeah, and we're going to order the female multi-part kit for, for Jen's. For $35 and it produces like 11 or miniatures. Oh, and really? you can make 11 different wow. miniatures out of this. I'm looking at this guy with a Gatling cannon. Yep. With uh, d- with with goat horns. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> did it take Did it take that much convincing? When you run into Corey. <laughs> and I'm looking here. Is that a chainsaw? Fe- yeah. Female mar- oh, market oh, 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 oh. with a steampunk chainsaw. Yes. Dude. Sold again. <laughs> it, it's called Give Us Your Money Please Thank You at Weird.com. That's what it's called. Crossroads is temporarily out of stock. Okay, it's not on the website yet. I guess that was the exclusive Gen Gen Con pre-release for you guys. So, here's a hint about what Weird Games does. Is that for Gen Con, it puts everything up on its website that will be available at Gen Con. After Gen Con, it's taken down. So, people have an opportunity to get limited releases 
uh, as well as the people going to the show if you do not want to spend the expense going to Gen Con. Now, as I understand, you do pay a little bit more at Gen Con for the pre-release. I think it's because of pre-release and they can get a nice little kick in kick in the pockets for that one. But everything comes out everything comes out eventually. But uh, everything comes out eventually. And also as I remember when when they have a pre-release if you buy so much you get uh, a limited edition miniature that's available well, for the that Well the Missy and Thorpe I gave to you was uh, this year for any order of $100 you got one Missy and Thorpe so you spent it was it was total order so like mine I only got one because I only did one large order. Um, right. But like if you would have done five one hundred dollars orders, you'd have gotten five of her, which some people did. Oh wow! And you've got two different heads. Got one, two, three, four different arms. <laughs> yeah, this is. Th- you were, th- this, you were this nice to give me mind. the Malifaux child. You got. I thought that was pretty cool. Co- cast in transparent yeah, pink. I love weird games. They have great customer service. Um, they obviously, they, they had such a good year this year at Gen Con that not only were they having, it took a little bit extra time from what they already told us, hey, we know we're going to have some time to get your product out. Give us two weeks after Gen Con to be able to ship it. And it went a few days past that, but they actually had so much stuff they couldn't keep up with the boxes. Some of the stuff they shipped without boxes. So, for your troubles of not having the box, they actually ship people a lot of their limited edition the uh, translucent stuff. So, I got a, a Malfo child, I know. Um, I've seen some people get the Bet Noir model as of late. So, you know, they, they know that, you know, they want to be a leading company out here and have great customer service and, you know, they were a little bit lagged and they didn't have packaging, so they sent people free models. So, I mean, I couldn't complain about that. Right. And it's, it's a U.S. company. It is based in the United States, so that's another big thing. So, anything else concerning uh, Malifo? Anybody want to come up with something? No, I just you know, it's. I think this game is really. I mean, last couple since two E, the game I think has really grabbed a hold in the miniature market. It's really, especially now we're we're on our third wave release book with shifting loyalties, and every single book just seems to push the game further and further and catch on more and grab more people into it. So um, I just want to applaud them on that. They're giving us a great product. Um, their, their models are gorgeous. I love the game mechanic. And uh, so that's that's it's, it's refreshing. It's something new. It's something different. You know, the the, the whole card flipping thing. I and, think and, is you know we, we've seen pretty it, cool. We've seen it out there where you know obviously henchmen have you know a leg up on kind of knowing hmm. some of the stuff that's in the works just because they we, we talk to them about it. But they're they're very open to putting stuff out in the beta version and game playing it with the people that play the game, not just a group of testers that test it out and give their feedback. So you're able to get the people that are out here playing these games feedback, and if something is OP or overpowered, um, they're they well to change it. it or give it a point adjustment so that it fits that 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 thing out there. So you're not you know unlike some other games where it's just continual power curve. What's the newest box kit out that's going to be the next mega power? Um, they, they don't do that. Everything is kind of they try to keep an, in, uh, an intrinsic balance between everything, um, so that you, you have fun games for everybody. And the designers are very open. Uh, when I spoke to one at Origins, my biggest question was: Ten Thunder Brothers are very useful, but they're only five points. In which, I, in which, I want to know why are they that cheap? And he said because when we had them at six points, people were still getting the Torakagi instead. So we make them five points, all of a sudden 10 Thunder Brothers start getting start getting used in forces. Um, the Wastrels being four points. Bang. That's that little slot to put into any crew in which basically, I need a gun. Uh, okay, 10 inches, I can deal with this and all this random stuff they can do. Oh, I love it. 
Um, uh, Weird Miniatures is basically going to have me have have my focus for a very long time. They um, they just you know they through these changes in the company and, and mm-hmm. all I said they're doing well. Um, you know we've seen them go back through and redo their online website. The website changed in the format. They're you know they've made uh, changes to their online store to try to keep that user friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean just a lot of stuff out there. They have through there they have links. They're actually working right now on a um, almost army builder type list thing where you can go in and you can build your crew. It's a crew builder program that they have the link on it now, but it's it's still under construction. Um, I know we've seen that from another one they had linked through there, but this one's actually through them at this point in time. So that should be coming uh, based on stuff on the website. And, uh, you know, that they have a, a free resource thing out there that has all kinds of stuff out there that people have uploaded. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go out there, you know, that sheet I showed you that showed, you know, damage yeah. flips mm-hmm. and uh, how, what you would heal when you, you when you spend a soul stone and all, all the, the phases. Um, it's, it's free. You can go out there and uh, upload that for free. And speaking to that, I think that's one of the things that that makes the, the at least it seems to me that makes them a little bit more popular. You know, because it, it, it for me having that those resources out there and available, where before you'd have to pay for those type of resources from mm-hmm. certain companies. You know, the same with Kings of War. Don't they have an army builder out there that you can use? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. an independent website, and mm-hmm. they fully support it. They fully support it. Yeah, it's like these companies realize, hey, these people play these games, and they drive our business. So what's wrong with giving them the tools they need to play that game and, and, and make it easier or more fun? Is my phone over there? Because I have an app on there. It's right here. Okay, there's an app on there. from. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, one of the, the more interesting aspects of Malifaux, I find, is... Much like other games that we've played before, and you kind of comment to that with you know the biggest, best, baddest, newest thing that's out. I don't. I have yet to see. You know, there may be other podcasts that are Malvo specific that will state it, but I've yet to see any specific crew that just stands out as a, oh, this is the best crew. I mean, everything seems well on par. I mean, I, I love it because I have bought crews because I love the way they look. <laughs> yeah, models that you like. Go figure. What, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> so I, I have, when I have seen a crew, I have not done squat to learn how they play and what their strengths and weaknesses are. I have seen the crew and thought that is really cool. I want to paint that, and then I get it, and I'm surprised, you know, that how fun the crew is. So, yeah, you know, just and go back out there. I know Al touched on it. Bill Taylor is another henchman in the area. They game at the guard tower. Uh, in Columbus on Thursday nights is their general night uh, weekly. Um, for me right now, it's just kind of bouncing around the weekends. Uh, it's not every weekend. Generally, I'll post something either on the, the weird site or, or post something through the the uh, Bullguns Battle Brothers page just because I reach more people uh, in the area that are that keep up with gaming. So just keep an eye open. Like I said, um, I do plan on, on starting a, a, a campaign, and it's also going to be a... Um, a starter campaign where everybody gets in, and then we're gonna we're gonna expand it out. Try to build build crews from a twenty five up to probably fifty soulstone. Nice. Okay, I can deal with that. Ah, all right. So, other than Malifaux, and I know I've possibly been drilling everybody's head about this. Conan by Monolith Games. <laughs> hey, is is that new? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> 
said no one in this you know, room the ever. Kick, are you, the okay, Kickstarter plans manager. Are you getting kickbacks or something? I'm no, no, seriously. I, no, no. no, I love this game. I thought Randy was going to murder you if you said that again earlier. I, but, yeah. I, but I, but I, but I love the game. Like, I really love the game. I love how it plays. Alan wants I'm to be able to go up with Conan and hey, smack the camel. In the Alan, it's okay to love your games. Just don't love your games. <laughs> there won't be anything on the plastic after I'm done. But, uh, but man. <laughs> But it, it's possibly one, one, one of the best board games that I'm going to be heavily involved in when my Kickstarter finally comes in. Okay? I I.e., we'll be playing it on the show. Yeah. Most likely. <laughs> most likely. But that's it. That's it for the Kickstarter. That's it about Conan. I'm done now. Uh, <laughs> Just because I gave you crap We'll start a new it. podcast called Model Conan. Model Conan. <laughs> Model, Conan. Uh, Model Conan. I like how that I sounds. got my Brom Conan in today, and it's really cool. It's, it's not really as cool as the Frazetta Conan, but... <laughs> I got you know, excited when I started painting red sewing. Uh, I, I got kind of there was a pressure in my pants. That, uh, <laughs> I just I love red sewing. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, we went there. <laughs> yeah, some people don't eat there. All I can say is that. buy crumb. <laughs> crumb. <laughs> buy crumb. Awesome. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Okay, so uh, basically we have the majority of the Depticon crew sitting in here right now. Uh, the other four uh, are off doing their own things at this particular time. We have heard nothing from Adepticon. Corey has been nice enough to be the be the point man on, on room security. Uh, but if anybody knows anything about what's going on with the team tournament... We we need to hear something out here. On a personal okay. level, let me just say, I hope they do not take it up to 1,500 points. I hope that's just a spurious rumor. I think the 1,000 points for per player, 2,000 points per team is fine. And uh, Where have you seen that rumor? Oh, uh, the guy over there in the purple shirt who keeps talking about Conan all the time. Oh. <laughs> he runs off at the mouth all day long. <laughs> Crawl. He talks to me like I care. I'm like, oh my god, shut up! Just trying to eat my lunch. Uh, but haven't heard anything about about that yet. Um, we do know that the venue has changed, but uh, there are a lot of ideas. We're also waiting for the Tau Codex to come out. And yes, can't wait to see. We are. You aren't. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for it. Also, uh, I like I like to read what they did with it. I I love and my regret not coming to our and regret yeah, <laughs> yeah. being on Bravo. So. Hey, sorry, man, but uh, it, I'll do Robotech next year. <laughs> they might round out the battle suits for all. I got know. excited when he said something about a Maycross gun. I was like, wow, maybe oh, I should put that in my list. Well, if you go on <laughs> if you go on the Forge World site, you see the big triple gun. You oh, yeah. That's a bit of crazy, man. Yes, oh, you mean, guns, the, made you mean the new... Was uh, it Typhoon or something? Let's stick every gun we can find on it. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's got these gigantic three rail cannons on it. Four. Missiles. Four, excuse me. Yeah. Missiles out to here. Arm gun pods. It's like like fusion blasters. Hey, dog. Each of its we heard you like guns. We put guns in your guns and added more guns yeah, for guns. guns. There's even a crotch gun, I think. <laughs> I, like, I think I know there's knee joint guns. You know, there's knee joint guns. You know, and it's like all you have to do is just find that little special effects thing to make that missile bloom coming out. You know, so about 18 streaks. Don't, don't challenge me. I may murder on his chest. And- <laughs> 
That that would be beautiful. To I'll help you build the missiles, Corey. <laughs> we'll totally make the whole Robotech missile bloom. <laughs> We're just gonna need a lot of wire and a lot of cotton. But uh, other other than other than the 40k team tournament, I'm seriously thinking about uh, jumping into uh, a Kings of War tournament. And. If I do for Adepticon? For Adepticon. Yeah, actually, um, and I talked with Rob about that. I was on the extra points with him. I'm, I'm actually hoping very much that our team tournament doesn't interfere with Clash of Kings because I'd love to do it. Okay, because if, if normally when it happens, you might have to go ahead and do that on Friday. Yeah. And if it happens on Friday or maybe even Thursday... Um, I might jump in as well as to, as well as into the Malibu now is tournament. It, is our, I thought our team tournament was Friday or Thursday and Friday. Team tournament is Saturday on Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Oh well, usually mm-hmm. Classic Kings is on Friday, so I think wow, we might be golden for that, Alan. So we just might be. I the Abyssal Dwarves may have to make their first tournament appearance, and the Samurai will finally get finished. I'm telling you, a dragon tank, a dragon <laughs> tank. <laughs> They've got a steam tank. You need to make a dragon tank. <laughs> make a dragon tank. Uh, uh, why, not, why not pilot I've Kojiro? I've even offered to make it for you. The master converter himself. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my brain should stop when it's ahead. He'll go down uh, to the grotto. Oh, for, 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 my, for my monstrous creature, I'm now up here thinking Godzilla. <laughs> I made Godzilla. Come on. He's a monstrous creature. He's from Japan. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I love it. I'm sure you can go to a really cheapo store and find a rubber Godzilla to stick on a 50 mil. Oh, oh no! All I can it's think of is Austin Powers. It's, it's hey, like I've Godzilla. seen, I've seen <laughs> minions. Right. I've seen the My Little Pony on a 50 mil basis. Somebody's special characters. What? Yeah, yeah dude. No. It happens. Oh, yeah. It happens. Uh, on, a, on a semi-related note, did you see that Guillermo del Toro wants to have Godzilla in Pacific Rim Three? Yep. Makes him make a Pacific Rim Three. Three. Oh, we haven't yeah. got two yet. Oh, I know. Can you imagine if that happened? I'd be like a, a freaking crazy eight-year-old kid again in the theater. Like, yeah, this is the most awesome thing ever. I'd be down with Giant Mex and Godzilla and Godzilla and Mothra and the, the two Mothra twins. The two Mothra twins. <laughs> wow. No, we can skip that. <laughs> the bikini Clyde. Huh? Oh no. God. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. I'd be okay with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, but if I I could do it for Kings of War, man, it's good, it, and it'll fit my army. Yep, there's a war beast. It, it's, it is a war beast. Okay, it's on. <laughs> and remember, you can have allies too. Allies are actually okay in that game. Like um, one of the lists we're currently looking at for Jen, mm-hmm. because there is no uh, Cauldron of Blood uh, oh, for model the- for Twilight Ken, and not yet. Right. But the demons have something called the Well of Souls. Which basically you park out in the middle and it pulsates healing. It sacrifices its wounds to heal everything around it and give buffs. So she could take Succubi, which are in the Abyssal list, right. with the Well of Souls. The rules for um, allies in King's War is if you take a character, you have to take at least one regiment right. for that. And then up to 25% of your force can be allies. Well, you take the Well of Souls, which is a war machine, monster, whatever. You take a regiment of Succubi, and now you have Succubuses in a witch army. And yes, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. I just like the term Succubus. Succubus. It sounds like a party bus. Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> what? You're an Asperger. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all I heard right there. <laughs> Asperger's, you're an Asperger. <laughs> Suck you, bus. Suck you, bus. Okay, done with that. <laughs> but uh, Depticon, we're still waiting to hear what's happening with that. All right. Yeah, uh, because the, the registration usually opens up in November, doesn't it? October. 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 Yeah. So. So it's it's coming up and. And basically, I think that we should get a hint of what's supposed to be happening. So it's like, I didn't realize this was what's happening. I would have registered for this if, this, if I maybe, knew this was going maybe, on. Maybe they're afraid of Age of Sigmar. I don't know. As I'm seeing, as I'm seeing with uh, most events happening now, they're having an 8th edition game, and they're doing an Age of Sigmar game. You know, even though some people might not like this, Age of Sigmar is selling. People are playing it. It's selling well. It is selling so well. Why? Because the models don't suck. Well, and and for you, it does. For me, I'm not going to be investing. I'm not going to be investing any any money into it. But you know, I've got other things I can play now. Uh, But as far as a new a new generation of players coming in, the 12, 13, 14 year olds who haven't seen it before, yeah, it's free. Oh, it's easy to play. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. I'm saying there's a number of people that are old school fantasy players that, that have switched over, and they seem to be enjoying it too. So. I t- yeah. Talking to uh, Daniel the other night, mm-hmm. I was shocked at how many people he said there. Oh yeah, over there. yeah. There's so, a number of people. I heard over Jeff Parker's has been bringing up Ninth Age. Anybody look into that? I I've got all the PDFs, and you can go to their website and get all the the FAQs. I think they they're doing a good job with it. You know, they they really toned down the magic, uh, yeah. which you know as well as I do, broke a lot of Warhammer. But they're also going through specific army stuff and fixing things. Like, And you can gripe because you're a demon player, but whatever. Like, The first thing I read is they took the Reign of Chaos table away from demons. It is no longer in the game. Hmm. So, uh, but they've gone through and, you know, they've limited things that were harsh. You know, it, it's And it's created by a combination of the team that did Swedish Comp and the EC... ETC guys, so a lot of people have said, well, the Swedes hate magic and Warhammer, <laughs> so that's why magic is nerfed, but you know what? It's it, it's still there. It, it still works. The magic, is it flows better. There's less chance of your wizard being sucked into the warp and stuff, But and I like some of the restrictions that they've done in it, so I encourage everybody to go out there, theninthage.com, I believe, um, and they've got all the rules are up there, the updates, and they've already rewritten totally the Beastman book. I think they'll touch Sisters of Battle, too. <laughs> sisters of Battle need to see some plastic. Yeah, in we the need worst to use way. Some plastic because it's too expensive an army to start. I, I mean, you're looking at some... Do they even produce the medals anymore? Oh, yeah. the medals you can get for a ridiculous, exorbitant price. Oh. You can go to that website, look up Sisters of Battle, and you can buy your 10... For $45. Or is it 50 now? Well, that's cheaper than Witch Elves from GW. 10 for 65 10 for 65 45 And it's like, uh, let's see, they haven't put out a solid codex for this yet. And to put together an army for most for most tournament play, if I want to put together 1850 if I want to put together 2000 if I need my base two troop choices, I'm out 90 right there. Then I have to put. Maybe it's an army they're going to write off like the squats. Probably. Or are the squats going to come back like everybody keeps talking about? (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) I've seen it on multiple feeds and Bella Lost Souls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've been saying that for years. When they come back, they'll come back. It'll be too late. 
<laughs> it'll, it'll be too late. Uh, not investing in, an, in another power Just, just go buy a bunch of dwarves and give them last cannons and you're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, any hobby tips for, for our listeners? Anytime this week. Anybody got anything? Patience when you're building your Malifaux crew. Patience when building your Malifaux oh, crew. Oh, and whatever you do, do not assemble them anywhere where you have shag carpet underneath where you're working, trying to put those small pieces on. Okay. Thank God I have a 12-year-old with amazing eyesight, and he was able to find two of those legs from those doves. <laughs> I myself would say rip up a white plastic bag, put it in the center of the table, and clip your sprue on top of that plastic bag in the center of the damn table. All right. And thank you. Thank you, Joe. Okay. That's Family Guy. Still doing what it's been doing for the past 10 years. That's why it's still on. That's not why it's still on the air. Uh, <laughs> wow. Watch me nay-nay. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh, my particular hobby tip was danger striping. Well, everybody thinks, okay, I'll just go ahead and get some masking tape. And I'm going to go ahead and tape on the masking tape, paint over it, and I'm done. Well, uh, there are different tack strengths of masking tape to use. Don't just go pull the blue because it says masking tape. Go up there, look for the the lightest the lightest tack max <laughs> masking tape you can find because you don't want to leave that glue on your model when you pull it up. Also, a problem with masking tape is that if it's a strong tack, sometimes it's going to pull up your paint. You don't want that. You basically want to go ahead, put your masking tape on, paint over it, pull it off, do a little touch-up, you're done. But strong tack, biggest mistake you'll ever make. Biggest mistake you'll ever make. I know it's a it's a premium price, but I like the, is it Tamiya, the Japanese company that does all the historicals? Tamiya, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like their masking tape. And... And if you want, and it and, comes in several widths. Mm-hmm. And if that works for you, yeah, go with it. Uh, I went to AutoZone. I picked up my masking tape. Oh, okay. I went to AutoZone, and they had a they had a thin strip for five bucks, and it was light tack. And I'm whipping that stuff on off pieces. It's like, oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't have to worry about paint coming up. There's also, it's also uh, there's also several several companies out there that make stencils for hazard striping of different sizes and varieties. Mm-hmm. And and stencils is also now do you do you know of a good company that makes a decent stencil or um, I'd have to go look. I know um, Brush for Hire makes some really nice stencils. Um, there's a couple other ones out there. I can't remember the name of most of the ones I own are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I find it we'll we'll have it on the next show but uh, Okay. And Let's get to resin casting bases. Okay, <laughs> Corey. Yes. <laughs> now you're about to you're about to go go into that project, correct? Uh, no, that project's pretty well done. Oh, it's done. You saw them. I brought them to you last. Oh, that's right. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, here here's some education for you guys. Uh, it all depends on the rubber the rubber that you buy. Who, who you get it from? I myself, I like using. Um, I forgot the name. Are you talking of the about the molds or the resin itself? I'm talking about the molds right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like to use this this blue rubber. 
Uh, it's the same. It's the same uh, type of rubber they use for her starts molds. It's very durable. Uh, it's very when when you pop the mold out, you don't have to worry about tearing because of its durability. I made Corey's molds out of this uh, for his bases. Yes, and they have held up amazingly. Thank uh, you. Okay, and uh, and it cures super fast. I wish I can give you the name of that company right now, uh, but if you go to her starts, uh, you should be able to pull the name of the rubber they use. Um, no, it's not smooth on. No, it's not Alumalite. Um, and when it comes to resin, there are several different resins you can get. Uh, Corey had uh, picked up a resin of what? What was the stuff you said? Oh, I knew you'd ask me when I didn't have it. <laughs> you know, none of us has memories of this stuff, but well, it exists. I, I folks. had it with me last time. <laughs> you had it with you last time. Um, hold on, stand by. It might be on my phone. Okay, good. All right, and uh, I'm trying to remember this. I had sent. I had sent a message to Mr. Aaron Galoni. Let me go there. Okay. Facebook is useful for something instead of yelling at each other. Let's take a look. And following me around. And following me around. How else am I going to get those candid pictures? <laughs> Same thing all the other boys do. Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. Okay. Joe's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Just the boys. Oh, nice. I don't, yeah, I don't have it, Alan. Um... But basically, Jen, the missus, had went online and uh, because she had had concerns about me actually resin casting in in the house with the odor and everything, she went and found a another company that had a very low odor and what they claimed to be almost bubble free. Uh, so we tried it and it's absolutely amazing. And I will make sure I have the name of it for the next show. Uh, but mixed very well, had no odor at all. How much is it? Uh, it was forty-eight dollars for half, basically a gallon, because it was a half gallon yeah. of each of the two. So it was forty-eight dollars for the gallon. Really? Um, so it's like gas prices right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no odor, and honestly, I did not get one bubble, and I stirred the living piss out of the stuff because my first couple castings, I didn't stir it enough. I think Alan was the victim of one of the clear sections. But, I mean, it still held up. I was surprised. It, it, it's held up. That It's primed up and ready to go. Yeah. So, I, I run into a couple bases. But after that, I figured out, you know, and I kind of found the sweet spot is uh, it definitely absolutely has a 90-second work time. Uh, mix for about 20 seconds and pour for the rest. And after that 90 seconds, just throw whatever else you got away. Now I have to, I have to double check. Casting resin isn't code for making meth is it no sir no, i know where you I, live I, no I, it's, <laughs> no no, no, no i'm not walter whiting <laughs> no 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 you can forget that how do you so. afford your hobby i make resin casts <laughs> okay so but i mean the product was amazing and i, I couldn't believe the low odor i've hmm. i mean no I, she was just like, I don't even smell that you're doing this stuff. So, and you know, that day we did stuff here. I won't lie, I had the worst headache, and so did Connor. Sorry, and, man. No, 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 it's all right. We understand. So, but you know, I'm impressed with it. And but the big thing was, you know, I'm a rookie at resin casting, and I didn't get any air bubbles. About how many bases do you get out of a gallon of that stuff? Oh my lord, I've done, I've done forty twenty-five mil squares, forty twenty mil squares. Five cavalry, 20 40 millimeters, and five 50 millimeters, plus all 25 of Allen's 32 rounds, and I've maybe used not even a quarter of my gallon. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I poured each of those molds six times each. Yeah, I mean, a ton. I've got a long way to go before okay. it's even empty. And the rubber that I use is uh, is from sunbeltmaterials.com. Uh, the name of the name of the compound that I've been using recently is Rodersil Condensation Cure Tin RTV Silicone. It's the V-1062 with High Pro Blue Catalyst. It's uh, $40 for 2.5 pounds, uh, $120 for 8.8 pounds, and uh, the 8.8 pounds is a gallon kit. The 2.2 is a quart kit. Uh, the 5-gallon kit is 418 for 44 pounds. Uh, that's, uh, this rubber cures in about three hours. It is, it is high-tension rubber. It, it basically it snaps back. It, it, as far as I've seen, it does not tear. As far as I've seen, it does not tear. Now, when it comes to casting resin bases... One of the best things I've used, I went to Home Depot and I got, and they had these plastic containers on sale with smooth edges. What you have to do is that whenever you make your initial mold uh, of your of your blank, uh, and first you have to create your blanks or you basically you're going to be scrounging, looking over for bases anywhere. I fortunately am blessed with a box full of bases behind me, <laughs> okay, from a lot of miniatures that I've collected. Um, but uh, the blanks come in handy because you can always build on the blanks and do more recasting. Well, you get that you get that plastic container from Lowe's, and it has no edges, no divot, no divots in it. Uh, basically, it's a smooth bottom with round with rounded edges on the side. Uh, I glue the molds into I glue the molds into the molds. Wow! I glue the I glue the blanks into the bottom. Of it, and I have basically about two millimeters in between each base. Uh, then, before I even pour my rubber, I find the flattest area in my home. I have a balance and make sure that it is even across there because this makes a gigantic difference uh, whenever you're whenever you're using the mold to pour your resin. Uh, then I pour it in there, and I usually go for something like about maybe an inch. Uh, an inch above, an inch above the model is is the rubber that I'm pouring most of the time. Mix that up, pour that in, leave it alone. Don't mess with it. Don't look at it. Do something else. Don't go in there and say, "I think this is ready." You're gonna mess up your mold. Okay, leave it alone. Give it the three hours. After that three hours, go in, take yourself a pair of pliers, go to the edge, pull that mold out. The bases that the blanks that you put in will stay in place. Next thing you know, you have a perfect mold for your blanks. Now comes the design part of your bases. What you're able to do then is that you have a material, and I have a roll tube right there that Larry handed me. It's a fast curing, uh, it's a fast curing uh, clay in which you can do your sculpts with, and you can sculpt it up, or you can stamp it, or you can put it on the blank and stamp it into another another piece, and Man, you now have your own custom-made base. Now, what do you do with your custom-made base? You wait for that clay to cure or that, or that, uh, or that green stuff to cure. Let it cure. And do the same thing you did before. Glue it to the bottom. Use your balance. Pour your rubber in. You now have, uh, you now have bases custom-made in which basically it doesn't take you that much time to use your resin. Now, everybody has a favorite resin now. Uh, mine so far has been the, been the Illuminite because of its cure time and its color. 
Corey Corey has the slow stuff. Uh, it's not that. It's only twenty minutes. It's okay. It's twenty minutes cure. It's uh, from Specialty Res- Resin and Chemical LLC, and it's called Fabregast Fifty. Okay, Fabregast Fifty. All right. Uh, and like I said, it's it's no odor. It's a twenty minute cure time. It's a work time of about ninety seconds. Okay. Uh, and they very low bubble. Uh, I didn't find any bubbles in any of those. So. Well, well, the great thing you'll find about about your slow cure times is that they have time to settle in there and get the detail. And any type of gases that might have been trapped in there have time to come out. Yours cures in like five minutes, doesn't it? Uh, mine cures even faster than that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I like the fast cure because I want to crank them out and get them ready. And it's be damned to smell I got my mask on. <laughs> But if you want to be safe, the 20-minute cure is not bad. It doesn't get into your lungs. You I, want, I spent an afternoon doing it, and it went by really fast. I mean, okay. It, it, I mean, I know that that's a stark difference, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I spent an afternoon casting. And I could have kept going. I was just like, I'm going to make too many bases. <laughs> okay. Oh, Randy, sir? I got to go. Okay, sir. Well, we're going to wrap this up for you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, Randy. Yep. Go take care of your commitments, and we shall see you on Summer Slaughter next week. And remember, everyone, hygiene is not just (laughs) a you thing. It's an everybody thing. Nobody wants to smell your stank ass while you're trying to play a game. So wash it for everyone. Have a pleasant day. Toothbrushes are free at the dentist's office. They'll give one to you. All day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> They'll probably give you a little tie too with toothpaste. <laughs> okay, Randy. Thank Bye, you for Randy. your time, sir. Bye. All right. Goodbye, Good. buddy. Good luck finding your day. Goodbye, Randy Charles. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, my adventures have been interesting. Uh, next, next up for me is a two-part mold. It's a two-part mold. Good luck. I, I haven't been brave enough with that with the Illumilite, but with the with the rotor seal stuff, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the dive. Yeah, I uh, now I have the smooth-on Umo or whatever it is as my rubber. I'm right. Not, I'm not sure how it's going to go. I've never I have made any molds itself yet. So you made my molds. I've done my casting with my bases, but I haven't made any molds yet. So I went to a yard sale the other day and bought a tub of junk Legos. So I can make, so I can make mold boxes, and <laughs> I've got a piece of plastic card that everything. So I, I I'm kind of in the debate. You know, I've watched all the videos where people say put clay in, put your put your miniature in, then make that half, and then take the clay out. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way if I can cheat a little bit. Talk to Mister Galoni, because I would like to maybe drill a very small hole in my Legos metal rods through there and take said miniature that I want to reproduce. Okay, take uh, your sculpt. Take my sculpt, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, take your I sculpt. Because I do have sculpts because I've got some sculpted weapons I want to reproduce and glue it to that and then pour my mold around it and then split my mold myself and not have to do that whole one half with clay, one half with not clay. So I'll let you know right. how my experiment goes. Just got to make sure you get a key in there that way your mold, when you line it up. Yeah, well, and one of the things, you know, the my... Directly. My sculpted model, I'm going to... The feet are big enough that I should be able to pour down through the feet holes. And if I glue that directly to the bottom, Mm -hmm. that should be almost like when you do your bases. My stuff should go... And I'm not trying to reproduce a head and arms. This is literally just the body of the guy that that I've sculpted. So, All right. And I can understand that. I can understand that. Now, 
sculpting of other people's licensed product for sale is illegal. You're taking someone else's copyright. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, you're running into too much trouble. Be original. Put something together that you know came from you, and it's a personal project. Uh, because there, there's a there's a big problem with you know some some Russians and some Chinese, and and we don't know if there's even a, a third power on, on this globe that's going to start that's going to start third party casting. But uh, but I will say this right now, right here. Um, casting other people's products for you to sell that's that's wrong don't do that and that is not what I'm trying to promote bases bases are the easiest thing and then the most creative thing you can do uh, I, I whenever I see Jerry McClung work on a base and it's amazing he takes it from he takes it from a blank put something on it and the next thing you know you're thinking that he bought a professionally made base no he made that thing from the top. <laughs> the top down I, w- I wish i would have been into the sooner because i would have poured my relic knight bases because they end up being so cool and i've had a couple people look comments and say wow i'd really like them you know broken temple well, yeah I-, I wish i wish now i would have cast them but they're all fully painted and i don't want to mess them up <laughs> <laughs> well uh, <laughs> and uh basically you your bases end up costing you about what is it four cents a base when you cast them yeah four cents a base but uh, I'm planning on doing that for my for my um, Kings of War bases. I'm going to make my temple plates, put my guys on there, have little have little dice mounts in there, so I can go and track the dice damage. Joe, you got anything, sir? Nope. Just uh, can't wait to see you guys next week at Summer Slaughter. It's a week today, and uh, we'll probably uh, just get ready to start the last round come this time next. Oh yeah, next week. So. The last round will be this time? Yeah, three-hour rounds. With a lunch break. Okay, now, lunch is not provided this year. Correct. But you have you have pumped it into prize support. Thank you. We've got 24 players? Yes, sir. Okay, I've got my grudge on versus Larry Curtis. Prepare, sir, prepare. How long do we get for lunch? Uh, I think I got it for a bit, half hour, 45 minutes. Okay, all right. The McDonald's is right there in the parking lot. Yeah. I had the, alternate ideas. Well, there's, there's I work subway. up there, so. There's Subway, there's a couple other restaurants. I don't go to Subway because their subs suck. Not because of Jared, because their subs suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just suck You're boycotting Jared. Huh? You're boycotting Jared. No, I'm not boycotting Jared. Believe me. I hated sub. Now I, now I know. Subway where, would be good if it was actually a sub and not just it a was actually a sub. two slices of meat. So <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. You guys are. <laughs> I they don't nothing. Use, <laughs> they don't use a stove. They don't use a stove. They use a microwave, guys. There's a hint. <laughs> do you remember the days when they actually were good? No. <laughs> I do. I remember when they when they actually had plenty of meat on them. Well, I remember they used to actually cut meat. Like an actual deli. Oh, when they, that, and that's just it. If there's a deli close, go to the deli. Yeah. You'll get a better quality of sandwich. Yep. So... Yep. Yeah, I wish Ashbury Farms had a store in Delaware. We'd get that. We might be able to go ahead and do a suicide run down there. I'm going to be the big D next weekend because I'm going to have to go over to the Hamburger Inn and get one of their chocolate peanut butter milkshakes and eat it in front of everybody. So, As long as they bring me back a cinnamon roll, I'll have an issue with it. Yeah. Cinnamon roll French toast. Cinnamon roll French toast. Oh, that's awesome. Food at an event. Oh. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Good group of guys this year, so we'll see where it goes. And 
The slaughter will commence. Is everybody good? Honestly, is everybody good? <laughs> okay, let me get away from that. Uh, a bunch of humans I, I appreciate and tolerate. How's that? Wow. That's not even nice, Alan. I said I said appreciate. If you're listening to this tolerate. before summer slaughter, if you're listening to this, if this gets out before next Sunday, the event is much like uh, Bolt Guns Battles. If you guys have been to that, where it's not just based on your total battle score, you can't win the event by tabling entirely. You do have to perform the things within the scenario to earn points. So, you know, if whatever reason somewhere to happen and you don't have a lot of points, then you're, you're going to be faced with that when you table that guy. Uh, now, Joe, I don't have to be a good player. I just have to be your friend to win, right? No, no. No? You sure? I, I like for my friends to come play, but that doesn't mean you auto win. <sighs> Might not come now. Just like your event. Well, good thing I have a uh, ringer. Good thing you have a ringer. Who's a friend? Who's <laughs> a friend? And guess what? It's the weak mark. You're not getting no money back. I'm telling you right now. Forget it. <laughs> the, the prize has been paid. Send somebody in your place. You can't make it. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, see if somebody shouldn't show up, even as a judge, maybe I'll get a prize. Maybe you'll get a prize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick Santiano walked away with a swag bag because a player didn't show. And, <laughs> And at Ocon, Andrew was able to get every player a swag bag. Oh, yeah. And, both and, both and, times he's been able to do that. And, and it's like, wow, I, I can really do with that. I'll, I'll go on it. You know, this year I was hoping to do a better swag bag. I was hoping to get some uh, custom dice put together this year. Um, you know, kind of towards the first deadline that I had, um, we were still sitting around 12 people, which just with price support and everything, didn't give me the funds to be able to do custom dice in a short amount of time because it takes, through Chessex, to do a custom dice a month to go from giving your concept to printing and getting it in your hand. So I wouldn't have had enough time when I finally filled the event to 24 people to be able to have the time to pay for dice and get them back in time. It would be me retro-shipping. So I didn't want to do that. So... um I still got a kind of similar to last year. You get a dice. There'll be a dice bag. We'll get some dice. There'll be a coupon in there. But I've bumped up the value of the prizes tremendously. Yeah. Um, like I said, everybody's getting a, a, at the lowest end a $30 model uh, all the way up to $153. Okay. Well, I'm playing for Malifo. <laughs> I'm going to try to. Oh, man. Okay. So... Nice games coming up. I've got a Star Wars day coming up on the 5th. Uh, Happy birthday, pre, pre-birthday. pre uh, so. yeah. Well, that's September the 1st. You have to repeat that for him. He's going to be 50. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will be turning 50. Oh, boy. All right. So we got a hobby tip for you. We talked a little bit about Malifaux. Anybody else uh, want to bring anything up? All right. So we got a week of hobbying to do. I'm going to spend the remainder of the day uh, hammering away at my Raven Guard to get them table ready uh, for Joe's event. I've got uh, – actually, I. Uh, it's funny. While I was excited about doing my Abyssal Dwarves, uh, I had been wifely commanded – she is tired of all the Malifaux crews still in the box. Some are unassembled. Some are not ready to go. All the Malifaux crews have to be painted in a month. Okay. And wow. The- it must be nice to have those kinds of standards. <laughs> it has to be. I, I like that. Minus, you need to have that shit out of there in a month or I'll throw it away. <laughs> you know what? Minus, why don't you clean up your area? That's that's mine. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry. I, I have a unique one. I, yes. I, I, Shut up. I appreciate it more every day. Forget so. you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was going to work on my Abyssal Doors, and she's like, no, I'm tired of the Malifaux not being done. 
okay. get the malifo done. So yes. I have to go buy basins when I leave. <sighs> Listen to this. Oh, you, oh <laughs> wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we just covered four, four casting bases, and you're going to go buy. I'm not that good at sculpting bases. pumpkins. Oh I, man, you can go to uh, any hot any craft store and get pumpkins. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so. That's. I guess we have time to wrap up here. We got an hour thirty-two of material on here. Thank you guys for listening today, and uh, let's go through this. Also, don't let me forget to thank Figure Painter Magazine uh, for the support that they've always given me and us at this show. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. Want to say a shout out to uh, the Ohio Hammer team at uh, Strength of Numbers this week. I don't know how you guys are doing. I hope you're doing well. Oh, as always, we're on the part of the Ohio Hammer Network. You can find us on there. Our next show is sometime probably later next month. Uh, it's going to be later in September because of summer slaughter, wedding anniversaries, all that good stuff. Steelers football. Steelers football also. Yeah, it's another benefit you're getting, sir. You're yeah, awesome. well, it, it's been a fun experience so far, So, and we're only one game in. Uh, now, I'm not going to get on the high horse like ESPN. You know what, people? Shut up about Michael Vick. I can't help it. <laughs> Some people can't uh, can't help talking about Michael Vick. Everybody's going to grouse about everybody's players, and I know that my Ravens didn't do crap last weekend. Two interceptions, Flacco. Two interceptions through it. I, I was done with the game after, after I turned it back on and found out they lost by forty points. Ugh! Okay, but let's get back to my outro here. Just want to tell everybody, thank Model you for listening. Systems makes no claim to. Oh, you need to shut up, Alan. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, that intro guy just started talking again. But <laughs> just want to tell everybody, uh, enjoy your games. Have a great time. Um, remember, it's all about fun. Respect each other. I love you guys. Good night, everybody. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. couple of weeks. Good night, Joe. Good night. Model Citizens makes no claim to the intellectual property used within this program. The opinions and views discussed within this program do not reflect the overall opinions of the producers of the Model Citizens or the Ohio Hammer Network. All content is used without permission, all rights reserved to their prospective owners. Thank you for listening. If you need to contact us, we can be reached on the Model Citizens Facebook page, on the Ohio Hammer Network website at www. Dot ohiohammer.com or email me at boltonr3 at gmail.com.